Yo, I'm Will Blackman. This is Upsets and Underdogs presented by WinBet. Week 15 was an exciting one. The Texans beat the Jaguars in a matchup between two rookie quarterbacks and an Urban Meyer-less Jaguars. Uh, Tom Brady struggled against the Saints. That continues as the Bucs got shut out on um, Sunday Night Football, which is crazy. And the Lions dominated the Cardinals in a game where Arizona, they needed this to clinch a playoff spot. Uh, we'll break down those games and discuss what we can learn from them all. Plus, we will look ahead to the playoffs and discuss who we think is in best position to win each conference. And in just a couple of minutes, we're going to be joined by former Heisman Trophy winner, former Offensive Rookie of the Year, Pro Bowler, and my former locker mate, RG3. So stick around. This show is brought to you by WinBet. Week 15 is drawing to a close, and there's still plenty of time to get in on the action. So right now, download the WinBet app and start winning today. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $1, win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport, NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, UFC, boxing, and more. And they're also offering a 200% wager matchup up to $1,500. For all the details on these offers, download the WinBet app now and set the odds in your favor. Offer subject to change, term and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available to you. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Out the gate, it is Monday. Bringing my boy Lamb in. Nick, what is the deal? How you doing, Will? I had a good weekend. Got my blue belt in jujitsu. Oh, look at you. You lit me up. You lit me up on Instagram, told me that I got to lift weights. You I didn't, didn't even light you up. <laughs> I didn't like you. Didn't you didn't even I kept, say congratulations. I kept, I kept it private. It was a private just message. I was like, hey, man, listen, weights. <laughs> Not even a congratulations. <laughs> you know, we're, we're podcast best friends, but it's cool, man. It's cool. But overall, it was a good weekend. How about yourself? I'm good, man. I um, I don't know what I did. Oh, I did a bunch of like stuff with the with the family. We saw went to a bunch of like Christmas um whatever it is around here we did a couple of like walks at, some, at a church and then the, my buddy has a christmas so i just did stuff with the kids you'll see on my instagram i post stuff like that but um i want to move along because we got a really fun guest today my boy rg3 is in the building but before we get to my dog uh let's talk about the record books my picks were the patriots bucks and bears who have yet to play on one night football so i went one-on-one my underdog of the week to went out right was the raiders uh their game uh, I'm five and eight on my underdogs of the week so far this season. We'll update this next time after the game is played. My favorite picks to cover was Atlanta, which no thank you. So I'm seven and seven on my favorite picks uh, so far this season. My overall record is 22 <clears throat> and 25. Nick, talk to us. We have the same record, Will, because I also went one and one waiting for the Bears. I had the Colts and the Bucks. Upset pick of the week. We continue being hot. Eight and six. I had the Pittsburgh Steelers. And finally, Will, I got a favorite pick of the week on the board, man. Four and ten on the year I had Cincinnati. Mm-mm-mm. Very good. All right, ladies and gents, it is time for Win Will Blackman's Money. Again, I'm speaking the third person, which is so weird, but who cares? All right, first, let's welcome Theo Ash of the Stay Hot Podcast back to the show. Theo, what is good? What's the deal? First of all, I want to say that I literally just I just gave up um, our our fantasy league. I just just gave up. <laughs> it's 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 fine. I <laughs> I'm mad because I traded for. I've traded for Dalvin Cook and AJ Brown a couple weeks ago for the playoff push. And I'm like, we got Kamara, we got Dalvin Cook, and we got AJ Brown. My Death Star is complete. 
I'm going to make the push into the playoffs. And then like they all got hurt. And now I'm in the loser's bracket with a 50% chance to win. So, you know, none of us really had a great showing. So it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we'll just forget about it. It never happened. All good. So <laughs> it never happened. I got smacked by two women in the past like three weeks. I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to like sub or even try to adjust. Like you guys just take it. So uh, just to recap for everyone, Theo is new to the gambling scene. Uh, Lamb and I are trying to help him out uh, every week until the end of the football season. I'm going to give him $100 to bet with on the WinBet app. He has to use all $100. Um, he has to make at least two wagers, a parlay of at least three legs, and a bet that includes a non-football sport, as in American football. All right, Theo, it's been a couple of weeks since we checked in. Last week, you did great. This week, not so much. So let's start with last week. All right, so let's talk about your non-football bets. You put some uh, wagers down on the Knicks-Warriors game, which obviously ended up being a historic matchup um, with Steph Curry beating three-point record. So talk to us about that. Well, I actually asked my Twitter. I was like, I need some ideas. I need a stone-cold lock for NBA bets. And basically all of them. That is the place to them, go for any info. That is the place to go for anything. I, I tweeted that, and they all said, Curry over. So I was oh, like, there's too many it. people on the curry over. <laughs> I was like, there's too many Bingo. people on this. Everyone's yeah, in the moment. So everyone was in the moment. And I was thinking like, Nick, what you told me a couple of weeks ago was, you know, be careful of back to backs, which is what the Warriors were playing. Their plane had some like travel issues. I think they're going from Indiana to New York and they didn't get like in the air until like way later than they should have. So travel yep. problems back to back and curries in a shooting slump and Everyone is betting the over with him because it's such a historic game and people like to do that. So I thought the under was a pretty safe fade and sure enough, it was able to hit. Yeah, and you actually, you, you bet 25, 125. Uh, you also took the under for overall points for both teams at 212. You bet 30, 127. So, so far, you bet 55, 152. Not too shabby. All right, for this week, you took... The over on total points for the Chiefs Chargers game, which was 53 and a half. That ended up being a little bit of a barn burner. So you bet 20, 138. So I, I can't believe that hit. I cannot believe that one hit because <laughs> at halftime, they were in the red zone. They were just living in the red zone and they kept going in on, for it on fourth down and they kept not getting it and turning the ball over on downs or the fumble that they had on the one yard line. And it was like 13 to 14 at halftime. And I'm like, oh boy. This is not hitting. And then Mahomes threw like three touchdowns in the last two minutes right. of the game. And Kelsey it was just busy, like, yeah. yeah, Kelsey got busy. So, man, I got <laughs> I got kind of lucky on that one because that one was not uh, not looking good. Well, though, maybe I didn't get lucky because everything went wrong for the over and the over still hit, which means in a normal game, the over would have been way over. So, like, there is no way the over wasn't hitting, I guess, because like there were so many trips that just resulted in no points. And the over still it, hit. Yeah. So, and it was just that type of game. I felt like, um, I I had a feeling like Mahomes wanted to make a point. I mean, you have two quarterbacks where they're going for it. They are slinging that rock. Like it's gonna happen, and it's on prime time, and it's in LA. Like the over was happening. I don't care. The, the <laughs> running backs, you guys take a seat on the bench. We're throwing this ball. Uh, Lamb, what is what is your uh, thoughts on this one? Well, there was no way for the life of me that I would bet that game under. <laughs> Like, under no situation, dude. Like, that game, fireworks, the quarterbacks. And Theo's right, right? How many times did they go for it on fourth down where they could have kicked a field goal 
they probably left about 20 to 24 points off the board too. So this shouldn't have been a game where Theo needed those fourth quarter heroics to hit. That should have been a cover from maybe halftime the way these two teams. <laughs> it should have been, right. Pretty much. But yeah, I like the thought process on that one too. That's what's up. So here is where you stand. Total Blackman Bucks lost 385, 385 bucks. Uh, your total winning bet costs 215 bucks. Your total winnings right now stand at 510 dollars lamb any last words of advice before we let theo go hmm. <laughs> last bit of advice huh well look i he's, think he's, he's chilling right now i think yeah he's, i, I think, think he's, he's he seems real seasoned i know every time we're like hey he's new i mean he you're new in terms of like what year it is but you, you seem I, to put some like great thought to these uh I will, I will say this i will say this ready here comes here comes the clip i think what you're doing is great because you're staying in what you're comfortable and what you know. If next week you come with women's volleyball out of nowhere, we're going to be like, Theo, we need you to hit that number that Will always reads on the ad reads about gambling addictions. So stick to the NBA props, the player props that you like. Stick to the, the point totals too. And try try to not bridge too many parlay legs together, right? Like if, if the two to three work, yeah, it's not as juicy as a you know 16 to 1 payout but whatever works man stay stay in your lane like they say that got me this week i bet there was a bunch of games that i thought were pretty gonna be pretty lopsided and then like detroit cardinals got me so i had a large parlay on something that wasn't even gonna win that much money i just bet on a bunch of favorites and there was like eight teams involved and it didn't hit because of the stupid lions and it wasn't even to win all that much money (laughs) Why they gotta be stupid? <laughs> well, anytime you lose your bet, yeah, that's that's kind of the feedback that you get, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, Theo. Right. Best of luck on your next round of bets, and we'll catch you next time, my man. All right, let's get to it. We've got a fantastic guest for you today. He is a man who needs no introduction, but I'd introduce him anyway. Let's welcome my guy, my dog, Robert Griffin III, to the show. RG, what's good, my man? What's up? Well, you good? I'm it's great. Good to see you, dog. <laughs> I'm great, man. Uh, just uh, it, it's it's fun to to have like you know former not just former teammates but colleagues but friends on here. Uh, as I mentioned, we were locker mates. Um, I was super annoying intentionally, <laughs> <laughs> intentionally, man. But I just want to say I love um, just just everything that. You have done, you are doing. I think it's it's super dope, man, and super cool, man. So I just want to get that out to you, man. And that's why I was excited to have you here and, and hit you up. And plus, you know, we we talk weekly, so it's it's cool yeah. to to see you, man. So how are you doing? You been good? Yeah, I've been good. And I'm I'm excited for you, bro. You know, with, with this podcast and what you're doing. Like I know how hard it is uh to to break into the media world. There's so many people that want to do it. Uh, and I think you're a guy that not only does it well, but can do it at the highest level. Obviously, we were locker mates, so we both have seen a lot, done a lot. I really uh, we appreciate seen, you we've as a We've seen friend. a lot. <laughs> we, <laughs> okay. So I ask every single guest, okay? This show was, I tell them, this show is called Upsets and Underdogs. So right. I like to ask, what was a moment in your career where you felt most like an underdog and overcame it. Who is would, right? 
Everybody says the same thing. (laughs) They all go, ooh, my career. Man. Because it's all adversity. It's all adversity, right? Like you said, everybody goes through a bunch. So I would say early in my career, my my rookie year, we were three and six. And uh, we went to a a post-game press conference and Mike Shanahan said, you know, we're evaluating for next year. And uh, I was sitting there, you know, hadn't lost a lot of games in my career uh, playing football. And I'm like, what is he talking about? Like, we still got a whole bunch of games left throughout the rest of this year. And we, we actually came back and won seven straight games that year, 2012, uh, after the bye week, after that press conference. And that was probably when I most felt like an underdog. And we, we all came back and did, did our thing. Uh, but then also two years ago in Baltimore, we were playing against the Steelers at the end of the year, 2019. And uh, we had a bunch of guys out and the Steelers are playing to get into the playoffs and nobody believed we could get the win. And we went out there and, you know, we manhandled them uh, pretty good and won that game, not knocked them out the playoffs uh, without most of our starters being out there. So I feel like that was another moment where we were underdogs and uh, came out on top. I think those are dope, man. But I, I want to say um, something that I don't think I ever even talked to you about, something you overcame was was injuries like to get your body back to <laughs> no, but, but back to a the sense where you felt confident and, and comfortable to be competitive. Right. Um, I, you know, I had dealt multiple injuries. I was nine surgeries. And the hardest thing is just the confidence, especially you being such a high level athlete, you know, uh, Olympic worthy hurdler, like all that stuff, man. You know, I, I don't think anyone's even ever heard just the, the stuff you went through to even get back to where you felt confident. I think that's a huge uh, thing you've overcame as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, the injuries is something that's well documented and, uh, you know, I was blessed enough to, to not miss a ton of time due to the injuries, but the time that I did miss, well, and you know, this is important was the practice time, right? You know, uh, going through the reps, getting the repetition, uh, cause that's as much of the confidence as just being able to go out there run, cut, jump, and get hit and know that you're okay. Especially as a quarterback. And think, yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think that's really what, what, what hurt me early on in my career. Uh, when I was a rookie, I was able to go out and we had a lot of success. But then I just had unfortunate injuries that came about, um, you know, tore my ACL, broke my ankle, broke my shoulder. And it was just things, one thing after another, that just kept keeping me off the practice field. Um but as you said, you know, you still have to come back, keep fighting. And I was out of the league in, in 2017 right? And, and was able to, to, you know, get back in in 2018 as the fifth quarterback in Baltimore <laughs> and had to fight my way back into the league. And, you know, that's one thing that me and you have talked about uh, constantly. Just everybody feels like certain things are just given to you, but you got to earn them. Right. And, uh, I had to earn I had to earn my way back. You into had to the earn league. your way back. <laughs> I had to earn I had to earn my way back into the league. And, and that's something that I'm very, very proud of because not a lot of guys in my situation who were the second overall pick would be willing to do that and go that route. Hell no. Uh, and I, and I've, I've lived it. I've done it all types of different ways. Uh, really am, you know, uh, proud of the fact uh, that my family, you know, my belief in God, all that stuff stuck with me throughout the trials and tribulations. Is that why you're such a homer when it comes to the Ravens? <laughs> yeah. Boy, listen, you, you be defending them to the end, boy. I'm telling you. Listen, you know, at the end of the day, as you know this well, it, it never ends well for anybody, right? In your career, 
99% of us, uh, it doesn't end the way that we want it to end. But the Ravens were a phenomenal organization uh, from the GM, the owner, Steve Bishotti, uh, all the way down the line to Coach Harbaugh. Uh, they were phenomenal to me. They showed me what it what it's like to be a part of a, a franchise that takes care of their players and has their back. And I really appreciated that. So uh, it's not that I'm a homer. It's just I was there for three years. No, I hear I understand. you. I understand all that. And I'm appreciative. You know, I'm appreciative of them giving me another opportunity in the league and uh, and all the things that I went through there. No, and I'm glad you said that because most most players go through their career where they don't they don't see those type of organizations or yeah. or they see the opposite where they've been like blessed the whole time you know i've been yeah. like i started off at green bay i was, I was lucky boy yeah. i was lucky and then i go to i go to <laughs> new york and yeah. I, I went with new york you know and yeah. then i learned some struggles with jacksonville you know but i was right. with gus bradley gus is an incredible coach and then right, right. and i finished with washington i was like oh this is another side you know where <laughs> No, for real. But I'm glad I went right. there because I got to see that side. I was so curious. But then I remember uh, Jerron Johnson, JJ, when he yep. he came from Seattle, he was like, whoa, it's like this. Other players like, yeah, it ain't all like – it's not all fun games <laughs> like Pete Carroll had it. So that's what's up, man. I am uh, I think that's super cool. All right, now let's jump into our upset breakdown. This is the segment where we break down the biggest upsets of the last week. The first game we're going to talk about, first upset, Texans beat – the Jaguars, they were uh, plus 220 on the money line as a six-point underdog. Um, yeah, this is – I mean, we can, we, can, we can get into, like, whatever game analysis we want. Uh, I, I don't – I think the the biggest story here – actually, you know, I'm going to let Lamb take this away uh, with the insights. Then we'll get into some talk about this. So, Nick, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm glad that we opened it up this way because – this was the weirdest game of the whole year from a betting perspective, fellas. And <laughs> I mean, the Jaguars were a three point favorite. And then Urban Meyer gets fired, released, however you want to paint the picture. And then they become a six point favorite, Will. I mean, the players didn't change. And a lot of those guys, I feel like, have underperformed. And the line to move that way, everybody was coming in on the Jaguars on the spread. It's our favorite term, Will, pursue with caution. I was not on the Jaguars. I wasn't not touching on the this Texans, game at all. But sure. yeah, you don't need to bet every game, fellas. It's very important. There's games we can stay away from. This was one of them, Will. I think um, maybe Vegas was like, okay, now they're going to play inspired now that that's out the building. Bingo. Um, yep. that's, a, that's probably what it was. Uh, RG, what, what, do you, what do you think of this whole situation? Yeah, yeah. You know, this was the battle for the number one pick. So... <laughs> Most fans probably didn't want their team to win this game. Uh, let's be real. Uh, but I, I agree with both of you. When Urban Meyer was fired, uh, everybody thought, oh, they're going to come out, play inspired, because that's usually what we see from teams. You know, a, certain, a sudden change is made, and then they're able to go out and play fresh and play renewed and have some energy about them. Usually the head coach gets fired, and everybody else is like, oh, wow, well, if he can get fired, I can get fired. But at the end of the day, every, nobody else is out there kicking people. Uh, or, you know, some of the other stuff that, that Urban was doing. But, you know, when you talk about talk about this game, you know, Davis Mills is trying to go out there and show that he can be the guy. Right. Uh, you know, they benched Tyrod uh, to have him go in there. And, and what he did was he managed the game. He threw a couple touchdowns, had a pick. But uh, the guy that really popped up for me was Brandon Cooks. I mean, this guy is like a Jaguar killer. Uh, he, he not only has shown up year after year, 1,000-yard seasons everywhere he's been. That's what's like crazy, right. It feels like he's played for like 15 different teams. 
Um, but I just think for the for the Jaguars, their issues aren't all Urban Meyer. So a lot of you know critics are out there talking about Urban and, and talking about his character and the guy that he is, and he's a bad guy, this and that. And that very well all may be true, uh, but he's not the issue with the Jaguars when it comes to their product on the field. No, that's a, that's a fair point. Um, yeah, this was just interesting, man. I um, I don't know. It's just a matter of whatever interview process. I'm talking about the head coaching situation for Jacksonville. It's just the interview process yeah. with with the Con family. You know, I think they need to just find some like good consultants to figure out what's going on. I mean, the I think when they were winning, Coughlin was there, but apparently there was a bunch of beef with Coughlin uh, in the building. But yeah, just to just bad head bad, bad head coach hire after hire after hire. Um, so, you know. yeah, I, you know, well, I would I would say to to piggyback off what you're saying, the cons have been consistent in the fact that they're going to give you time to succeed for sure, unless you just go out there and uh, you know do what Urban Meyer did. It was like it was a story after story after story after story. Uh, with him and that was a distraction and not very not a very good thing not only for your team but for a young quarterback and Trevor Lawrence uh, but you don't know if these guys are going to be successful when you hire them. that's why you have to give them time right look right. at Matt Rule Matt Rule's you know he's struggling right now with the situation that they have in Carolina uh, but it could all turn around next year if you give him time to implement his program you just never know and I think Urban would have got that time if he wouldn't have been as much of a distraction. Right, if there weren't all these headlines. Right. Yeah. Mm. But like you said, Gus Bradley, like guys, you know, swear up and down by Gus Bradley and, and the coach that he is. It just didn't work. And you don't know why that happens. Uh, well, I'll tell you why. It's because he hired a bunch of his friends. He didn't hire a bunch of good coaches. That's why it will happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, now, now you, me and you have both been in the league a long time <laughs> and you know, that's what every coach does. Okay? Yeah. If there's, if they there's a problem, right. If there's a problem where it's like, okay, this, he's a good coach, but why isn't he having success? It's because they keep hiring their friends. I, yeah. everyone, everyone thinks Gus is outstanding, but you can't, I know he was afraid to like hire certain people who, who ever had egos, but it's like, man, you can't always hire your homeboys, but that's, that's exactly what happened. All right. So, um, yeah, I don't. Speaking of, actually, you know what I want to talk to you about. Speaking of uh, former first round picks, thoughts on the situation with Trevor Lawrence right now. Everyone is um, big on we need to save him, we need to bail him out, we need to do all this stuff. But uh, what do you think his has hit his head right now? Um, you know, for Trevor, I feel like he's hit that rookie wall. You know, you go through all the things of whether it's the combine, the draft. Um, and then you throw on all the Urban Meyer distractions that were going on with him. Uh, and now they got an extra game that they got to play. And I, th- I think he's hit that rookie wall. He's not showing progress on the field as much anymore. Uh, he's not making terrible plays, right? He's not going out there throwing seven interceptions in a game or anything like that. Uh, but he's not making the plays that we, we thought we would be accustomed to seeing with Trevor Lawrence. And uh, I think m- more of that has to do with, like I said, the fact that he's hitting that rookie wall and all the distractions that are going on around him. Uh, but he's going to have to step up. And we talked about this with Justin Fields and how he's got to take ownership of, of how he's playing and, and the player that he's supposed to be. Trevor Lawrence has got to do the same thing. This is good for Trevor because he's never lost anywhere. <laughs> so right. This is good for him. He's going to have to go through this. This is This is part of the journey for him. All right. Let's get into our second upset. The Saints, uh, they go to Tampa and just straight 
thrashed. I mean, and I know it was nine zip, but it was just a beat down defensively <laughs> for them. Um, Bucks were uh, money line plus four fifty. So as of now, Brady is now zero and four against the Saints in the regular season. Um, yeah, it's crazy. They they just they literally just have his number. Um, it's it's the most mind boggling thing. He plays horrible. Against the Saints, <laughs> no, he does. It's crazy because you're you're sitting there watching, like, okay, maybe they can figure this out. Maybe that, sure, he lost all his receivers. I understand all that, but still, you know, but still, I mean, they're picking him off left and right. They're jumping all his stuff. They're undercutting all his routes. It's crazy, and so yeah, it's the first time uh, Brady was shut out since I was drafted. I think, yeah, and seriously, <laughs> since I was drafted. Uh, but the, but that's the, but that is the ticket. I tell people. The way you beat Brady is you hit that dude. You have right. to. You have to hit him. When we, when I was on the Giants, and the the times we beat them, we we had a full rotation on the D line, and we just went berserk and hit Brady. That's how you right. beat him. Period. Yeah. And, you know. It, it, you know. My favorite Avenger is Incredible Hulk, and like I was really disappointed in how they de- depicted him in the Avengers when he when he had to fight Thanos. <laughs> But that's what Brady turns into. He's like the Incredible Hulk, and then all of a sudden, he turns into the Incredible Hulk from the Avengers fighting Thanos when he plays the Saints. And <laughs> like, listen, Cam Jordan had four sacks going into the game. Right. And he had two in the game. So, like, Cam Jordan came alive. You know, he hit Brady from behind, got made him fumble the ball. Marshawn Lattimore picked it up. They picked him off with C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And, and it was a stunning upset. But it had nothing to do with Taysom Hill in the offense. Right? Zero. <laughs> Zero to do with him. Todd Bowles and his defense did everything they were supposed to do. For whatever reason, Brady struggled. And he struggled even before his guys went out. Right? right. Evans went out. Godwin went out. And then Leonard Fournette went out in the third quarter. But he struggled before that. And I don't know quite what it is. But don't throw too much shade on them. Because last year they weren't very good uh, throughout the whole regular season. And all of a sudden, boom, playoffs turned around and they started doing their thing and won the Super Bowl. So, uh, well, yeah, because they, they played the Saints I, in the divisional round and they beat them. Yeah. Like and Brady. they beat them. So, mm-hmm. right. So I would just say, you know, from that standpoint, it was a bad game and it was really tough football to watch. And you were, you rarely say that about a Tom Brady led team, but nine to zero was, was beyond stunning and it was, it was a tough, tough swallow. Right. They couldn't even get any field goals. Let alone touchdowns, <laughs> which is crazy. So, Nick, what are some gambling takeaways from this game? Well, when you have a minus 550 favorite, Will, Sunday Night Football, we talk about that standalone game. Maybe you have a couple of parlays from earlier, i.e. me. I had the Bucks <laughs> in a parlay that got blown up. Look, 74% of the money was coming in on the Bucks, And we like to talk a lot about public perception and narratives when we talk about sports betting. Sean Payton wasn't there because of COVID. Right. And the narrative leading up to this week is Bucks last year, same scenario, got embarrassed on Sunday Night Football by the Saints. They've lost three straight regular season games to them. Tampa Bay has a chance at the one seed, and then it blows up in everyone's face. Well, that's the um, – but that's the beauty of – I know we talked about earlier when coaches – head coaches get a job, their defensive coordinator is usually – a former head coach. And so for Sean Payton not to be there, like Dennis Allen took over with no mm-hmm. issues, no problem. But it's weird. I just feel like I was thinking like, is this a RG, would you say this is a, a common opponent situation? Because I don't think 
the Bucks play like this. I mean, yeah, they've been playing well enough to win on defense, but not well and not right. like this. Right. I would I would say, you know, you say common opponent. Uh, it's like a rivalry game, right? When these when these types of teams start to play each other uh, in the same division, uh, you can throw the records away. And it's not that the Saints are bad, but no one was expecting the the Bucks to not score a point, let alone not score more than nine points. Right. Uh, so so I just think. You know, I know Cam Jordan and, and have talked to him on a number of occasions. He's a guy that, you know, he's been a 10-sack guy his entire career. So maybe he came into the game more motivated. And Marcus Davenport came into the game more motivated to get after Tom Brady. Uh, but normally when you see guys talk trash to Brady like C.J. Gardner-Johnson did, Brady turns up, right? Look at the Super Bowl with Tyron Matthew uh, and how that turned out for him. Right. But for whatever, for whatever reason in this game, they just didn't have it. Uh, and I think that is also the case with another game we're going to talk about, uh, which is the the Cardinals and the Lions. Sometimes you just don't have. Some, sometimes it's just that day, right? It's just it literally, yeah. literally, you have one of those days where nothing just goes right. And oddly enough, the the games that I felt like that were were against the Saints, where it was just like, <laughs> oh yeah, it was like the defense is just nuts. And this was in New Orleans too, which is like oh, one of the worst places to play. It's a whole nother monster. Um, oh, it's a whole nother monster. And not only just that, but we, you know, we were playing against Drew Brees at the time. And when he's like hot, it's like, forget about it. Like literally, yeah. I don't care what you can do. If you jump on the guy's back, he's throwing it to the knees. You're on his knees. He's throwing it to his face. It's like, there's nothing <laughs> you can do about it. Um, so yeah, that's, um, that was just interesting, man. I'm, I will say too, what Tom Brady is just like, I'm sure not only did they get excited because they're a division rival, but it's Tom yeah. Brady. He's going to get everyone's best shot every single week, especially the Saints. And, and they love that. So, all right, this show is brought to you by WinBet. The NFL playoffs are just around the corner. So what are you waiting for? Download the WinBet app and start winning today. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $1, win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport, NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, UFC, boxing, and more. And they're also offering a 2% wager matchup up to $1,500. Nick, what are you liking on the app this week? Give us something good. No nonsense. Well, we did hit the Derek Lewis. We did hit the Derek week, Lewis. Though. Yeah, Derek Lewis and the under plus 240 if you guys are paying attention. Well, we got some Tuesday football, fellas. I know we do. We got Tuesday football. I like the Rams to cover the minus seven at home against the Seahawks. The Rams now, the door has been left open. The Cardinals have the Cowboys coming up. The Rams, their schedule is a little more favorable for them. There's a chance they might win that NFC West now with that loss that no one expected against the Lions. So I'm looking at the line at the line here, minus seven for the LA Rams. And OBJ and Jalen's back. They're good. Mm-hmm. They're good to go. All right. So for all the details on the offers you mentioned earlier, download WinBet app now. And set the odds in your favor. Offer so that you change term conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available to you. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. RG mentioned it earlier, but we're going to talk about our upset of the week. My gosh. The Lions. Plus 550. <laughs> won 30-12 over the Cardinals. And this one was annoying because... I have Kyler Murray as my quarterback on my fantasy team. And it was like no question he was going to do what he's supposed to do. And I'm like, yo, what the hell is going on right now? RG, what the hell happened? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, 
I always say this: winning in the NFL is very hard. No, and no doubt about it. But goddamn, dude! Every time you show up, every time you show up, any given Sunday, you could get that work. I, you know, I, I, I hate the cliche, but it's so damn true. It's, it's it's so true, and this was the case. Obviously, the Cardinals are missing out on D Hop. Uh, and now they're saying that he might be able to come back a little bit sooner he after he saw the way, that, the, way that, the way that they played. But Jared Goff, right, a guy that has, you know, been to the Super Bowl with the Rams, came out and played lights out, right? Three touchdowns, 216 yards passing. They're, I mean, I mean, come on, the, the running back Craig Reynolds, they call him Netflix, at 112 <laughs> yards rushing. Like, right. This this came out of nowhere. It came out of complete left field. The Cardinals are the best road team in the entire league, and they laid an egg. And you listen to the game, when you watch the game, they just were flat. They were flat the entire game. Uh, and I don't know what it is, but uh, it, for whatever reason, they, they overlooked the Lions, who had a terrible record, right? They, they were also battling for the number one pick in the draft, and they came out and dominated. It is the NFL, man. <laughs> it's super wild. Um, I was excited to see Amon Ross Brown uh, do his thing because I was huge, huge uh, on him. Even when he was at – actually, I got to watch him when he was in high school out here in California. I'm like, gosh, this dude is legit. Yeah. He's you know one of the three St. Brown brothers. Uh, his brother's on the uh, Packers. Mm-hmm. And I'm yep. just like, this dude's legit. And then – I'm like, okay, he might be one of the most polished just overall receivers, I thought, coming into this draft. And I was like, okay, whoever can get him is a steal. I actually had him going to Green Bay. But yep. the fact that Detroit got him, he is a steal. And he showed up yesterday, huge for them. This was a weird game because they came out the gate 17-zip. But I wasn't even watching this game at first. And I saw that, and I thought it was a typo. And it was legit. <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, so, but now it's like – it's it's crutch time for Arizona. You know, I maybe they did get too comfortable. Maybe they thought they were just gonna walk in Detroit. But I will say this though, and I said this several times on the show, and Nick, you can back me up. I'm like, look, at the end of the day, man, despite Detroit's record, they play hard every single week. They do. Yep. Like they they really took on the personality of their coach Dan Campbell. And I'm kinda like I was never a rah rah guy. I was never just, you know, overly crazy before a game or whatever it was. And sometimes, too, like, we're all adults, and when coaches give all these speeches, when they're in tears, or all kinds of emotion, it's like, yeah, 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 you know, like, <laughs> whatever, bro. But for this dude, like, you need – that city needs somebody like him, someone who, yeah. like, gives a damn uh, for what yeah. they're going through, man, and, and trying to rebuild his organization. You need someone to actually care. Like, hey, I don't yeah. care what our record is. I don't care who it is. Like, let's go. So I applaud him, man. Yeah, I applaud him too. And and what they really did is they won in all three phases. This wasn't a fluke. Like they went out and they dominated the game, uh, running the ball, throwing the ball on defense and special teams. I'm with you, Dan Campbell. Uh, for, for whatever reason, he he has a way of motivating these guys. It's really hard to motivate a team that's lost uh, 11 games. Um, you know that, that's that's not a, an easy task, and, and he does it with ease. So I think, like you're saying, with that city. They need someone who's going to be that rah-rah guy. Right. He's definitely been that for them. And with the Cardinals, it's like, man, a lot of people are questioning whether they can win games when it matters, especially when they lose a game like that against a team that they should beat. I think they can. I think that their makeup is a lot better than it's been the last couple of years, but they did not show it <laughs> yeah, this I, past weekend. I think the players have that makeup, I think, for all that, but I don't know if Cliff Kingsbury has that makeup. 
You know, what we, we're talking about head coaches leading that type of team. I think Arizona, you look at the players, you're like, okay, they have the players they need to do that. But does, does their head coach have that type of personality where it's like, hey, all right, like now let's, let's go on a tear and like let's get it done. So I think that's super interesting. Nick, any uh, takeaways from this? I mean, Will, you couldn't be more spot on about them keeping games close. They have the third best record against the spread in the entire NFL. Only the Packers and the Cowboys. And what we like to say is good teams win, great teams cover. In this scenario, we're not going to use that G word for the Lions. <laughs> but, you know, they do keep these games close. Fun fact, fellas, the 10-3 and three Cardinals lost to the 1-11-1 Lions. This is the third time since 1970 a team with the worst record in the league beat the team with the best record in the league. The other two cases, those teams with the best record, RG3, ended up winning the Super Bowl. It was the 95 Cowboys and the 04 Patriots. Oh, that's interesting. So we do have that. And last thing, <laughs> last thing, RG3 mentioned that the Cardinals were undefeated on the road coming into this one. And all of those road wins by seven or more. So rather dominating wins as well. That's wild. That's super wild. I didn't know that. Maybe, maybe they... <laughs> maybe, maybe they just needed to lose. So maybe <laughs> I know we've been talking about adversity this whole entire show. Maybe they just needed to get their butt kicked in Detroit to wake up. Yeah, you never know, man. Sometimes a good butt kicking can get you right back on track. <laughs> yes, as as I found out as a kid, my dad yes, had the belt. The, um, the butt so. definitely paid off. <laughs> Every segment, Nick has something fun and unique and interesting. But it, this is going to be actually even more fun. Because RG3 is in the building. So uh, this segment here is called Futures Market Christmas Edition. Now I'm going to give this right away to Nick because I have no idea what the hell is going on. (laughs) (laughs) Fellas, as former pros, you guys know that this is gut check time in December football, moving into January now with the extra game. This is when the real teams start to show up and we start taking serious. So imagine you guys Christmas it's the holiday spirit. In front of you, you have two envelopes with a gift card to the WinBet app. And there's some money on there. And both Will and RG3, you guys have free money to bet. Make two bets on an NFC and an AFC team to win their conference. Will, we'll start with the AFC. I got the odds here in front of me. We got the Chiefs at plus 240. Patriots plus 300, Bills 7 to 1, Titans 8 to 1, Chargers 10 to 1. Then we got the Ravens and the Colts at 16 to 1. Will, if you were to bet your money on a team to win the AFC, let's put you on the spot. Where's your money going? All right, I'm I'm opening this envelope. I actually have an envelope opener. I got the little knife shiving through it right there. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm st- listen. I as soon as I open it up, it's going to be a gift card to a, one of the finest barbecue spots in Kansas City, man. You know that's I'm going, I'm going, going right to the cheese. There's no right now. The Chiefs are doing exactly what I was hoping that they were going to do. I wanted to do early this year because I felt when the Chiefs came out this year, Mahomes was being reckless, and I know yes, being reckless is what made him great and all that stuff. But if if he's able to get back to the fundamentals and just drive the ball down the field because it's the Bucks show in the Super Bowl, let's just take it with the big plays. They can't do anything. But now they're driving the ball down the field. They're getting, they got their running back back. 
right now they're just it's smooth sailing. They made a lot of adjustments on defense. They got you know Sorensen closer to the box. They got you know Honey Badgers being more in the whole area, and they put I think Thornhill back at free safety, and they're making all the adjustments. Melvin Ingram came over. That moved Chris Jones back inside. Linebackers are playing well. So overall, they're just like I think for them it might be smooth sailing from here on out. I like the Chiefs to come out that envelope. RG, who's in your envelope? Wow. Chiefs. That's that's an easy one, Will. I mean, right? that, but that's they the, that's, the, what, they that's the, what put my money on. <laughs> they got the best record, right, in yeah. the AFC. For me, the AFC is so difficult because the teams at the top, other than the Chiefs, aren't playing that well right now, right? You look at my beloved Baltimore Ravens. They were depleted, right? But they played tough against the, the, the Green Bay Packers with all those guys being out, Lamar not playing. Yeah, and they showed two, up, which you support. Right? You support that two-point conversion, which I don't. I, I, I support the two-point conversion because I was in those meetings for three years and I had no doubt that he was going to double down on going for two because that's what they preach. Everyone in the building knows it. It's never a surprise. Now, the result, you can have whatever feelings you want about that. <laughs> but I just knew that that's what he was going to do. So I, I stand with him and I know those guys stand with him so too. So the Ravens are but in your envelope. Cool. All right. The so, Ravens are not in my envelope. No, the Ravens are not in my envelope. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with the New England Patriots. Oh, wow. And the reason I'm going with the Patriots is, one, uh, Bill Belichick, in my opinion, has shown growth uh, as a coach. Um, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but he is, you know, he's certainly experimenting, right? In the offseason, he went out, spent a bunch of money, drafted a quarterback in the first round, and then made the decision to cut Cam Newton to start Mac Jones. Um, and I feel like that was his, which is all Brady, on Bill Lake, <laughs> which is, which is Brady esque for what he somewhat did to, to Drew Bledsoe. Although Bledsoe's legacy in, in, uh, in New England is, is far more expansive than, than Cam Newton's ever would have been. Um, but I just think that Bill is willing and has been willing to change his mindset towards certain things. And he's built that defense. They can win the AFC with that defense alone, as long as Mac Jones doesn't turn the ball over. And that's what he did this past weekend, and that's why they lost, in my opinion. Uh, but I, I would say the New England Patriots, because of their defense and their ability on offense to be efficient, they can win the AFC. Um, and because so of Bill. I mean, let's face it. Yeah, yeah. And because of Bill. I would say a lot of teams, when they face the Patriots, everyone looks at player matchups. But I'm like, you got to look at the coach matchup. Usually, it's yeah. Bill outfavors them. Yeah, very rarely does Bill Belichick get outcoached. His teams may not have as much talent as other teams, but – he rarely gets out coached, and I think that's something you can, with those Super Bowl rings, you can definitely say, I trust this guy in crunch time. Yep. All right, Nick. Man, RG3, I got to disagree, bro. <laughs> I, so here's, here's, here's how I'm looking at it, fellas. I, I'm closing my eyes here, and I'm thinking of the AFC title game in Kansas City. And if New England goes into Kansas City, I get the head coach matchup. But I think there's a huge, huge I'll say Buffalo. differential. No, I'm going with Kansas City, too. But what I'm saying is the idea of a rookie quarterback going into Kansas City in a hostile environment, AFC title game, I think it's going to go through Kansas City. Look, they're on a seven-game win streak. You look at the rest of the record. I said it when they were on a two-game win streak, fellas. I think they were going to run the table. The only game that was a coin flip was what we saw on Thursday Night Football against the Chargers. They go through that. They win that game in overtime. They're going to end the season on a 10-game win streak. 
They'll get some more guys healthy and back. And I think Kansas City right now is the cream of the crop in the AFC. Okay. I, yeah, I have to. I have to say this for the for the nature of being devil's advocate, right? I picked the Patriots, but I've been a, a big proponent of the Kansas City Chiefs all year. I don't think they're broken like some of my colleagues think they are, and, mm. and everything. I just think they've been working through the kinks. So. I agree with you in, in a certain sense, but if I had to pick another team, it would be the Patriots. Fair. Fair enough. All right, let's go over to the NFC, Will. I got the odds right here in front of me. We got the Green Bay Packers 3-1. to one. We got the Bucks at 3-1. to one. Then we got the Cardinals and Rams at 5-1. to one. Cowboys plus 650. Then you got the Niners at 16-1. to one. And then it just gets crazy with 50-1 to one odds, pretty much everyone else. So... <laughs> Where are you looking at, Will, in the NFC side of things? Um, well, Where's the steakhouse lo- located at? And are we linking up there, too? You know? <laughs> oh, you're, you're just going to assume that it's a steakhouse? I don't think I've been to any steakhouses that. in Tampa. But I've been to one in Texas, and I've been to one in Wisconsin. I actually had a wonderful steak when I visited Wisconsin. I almost became a badger, believe it or not. Um, so I'm opening this envelope, and I definitely see a star. So I'm pulling it out, and it's... But it's the 95 Cowboys. I'm going to throw that thing out. That's the last time we'll see the ball. Um, But there's there's another one in there. And it's it's a pirate, man. I'm sticking with the Bucks, bro. Okay. 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 Sorry, Packers. I know I'm going to get lit up for this. Um, But I just – it's going to be a rematch in the NFC Championship game. I'll tell you that. Okay? It's going to be a rematch. It's going to be Bucks. Packers again. Um, but the difference right now, though, is the Green Bay's their their defense is is playing very very well. That was a change they made. They they went and got Joe B, Joe Barry, and he came in there. And one thing I, I do love about what Joe Barry said is when he got hired, everyone was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like he was in Washington, they didn't do that well overall. You know, he was on the the Lions when they never won a game, blah, blah, blah. He said, I own all those scars. What I do support is like his energy. If he has like if he has the right players, like they're going to love his energy because he does go all out coaching his players. And that was the one change they made was they went and got Joe B to the the D.C. And they're, you know, top five defense right now, which is really good. So but I just don't if there is a defense that's going to be close to what. The Saints did. It will be Green Bay's defense. I think they have the pass rushes to do it, and they have an aggressive secondary. That's just like how New Orleans played. But, man, I just feel like, you know, guys are going to get healthy when it's time. AB's going to be back. Um, and I just feel like it's going to be the right timing for, for Brady and the Bucks to get it done. So the Bucks and the Chiefs, these are my team's rematch. Let's go in <laughs> L.A. Okay, okay. So if I'm opening that envelope, first of all, I don't trust the Cowboys. Don't oh, why not? I just don't trust them. Their, their offense, they've got a gazillion. They're paying these guys a, a million balloons to go out there, and they're just not producing. So I just don't trust them at this point, mainly because they've been unhealthy most of the year, so they haven't been able to build their camaraderie. Uh, and that's why I think they're struggling. Uh, but I do trust the Packers. I do trust the Bucks, and and I and I and I trust the uh I got to say that I trust the Rams, you know, um, but you trust team, the Rams over the Cowboys. Yes. Why? Yes. I trust the Cowboys. Yes. 
because the Cowboys don't know their, what their identity is. The Rams know what they want to do. They've got star power on offense and defense side of the ball. Uh, you know, obviously Vaughn Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and then offense. You know, you got Matt the arm. I just need him to be Matt Stafford, not Matt, you know, stat forward. You know what I mean? I, 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 I don't want – I don't I don't care about the numbers. I just need him to go out and be productive like he can be with those weapons that he has on offense. But that being said, the team I would pick, I'm going to take the easy route, uh, the Green Bay Packers. Um, that defense is playing lights out. They did not play lights out this past weekend. Right. Um, well, that's a hard, all, that's a hard offense to defend. I don't care who it is back it, there at quarterback. It's a hard offense to defend no matter who's back at quarterback, but also because that running element of the quarterback is something that's always given Joe Barry defenses a problem, right? right? I, I faced it in practice. I saw it all on the field. But if they get a guy like a Tom Brady who, who's not a mobile guy, they can really lock that type of guy down. Uh, and that's, you know, that's a, a saying a lot because Tom Brady is one of the greatest. But I'm picking the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his mind right now. Out of now. his mind right he, now. He's on a completely different level. You know, he said that J- J- John Harbaugh went for two because he didn't think he could stop me. <laughs> right. And and I'm like, OK, like that might that may or may not be true. But that the fact true. that he has that confidence, he's just playing out of his mind. I actually think he goes back after the season because of the way the year has gone. Uh, and he loves that team. But for me, it's him personally. There's no other quarterback in the league I would want than Aaron Rodgers right now. Not even Tom Brady. I 100% support that. I, I think I think just based on – I know everyone talks about arm talent, how Herbert can launch at 800 yards and Mahomes does these crazy things. But to have the football and be able to literally put it wherever he wants to put the football – that yep. is insane. Yeah. Insane. And we've, and we've seen Mahomes and Brady over the past couple of weeks struggle just a little bit just with errant throws, right? right? Brady threw a couple on the ground. Mahomes had the one on fourth down in the red zone where he makes that throw nine times out of ten, and we're just seeing them miss some of those throws here and there. And A-Rod is just – he's hitting – 12 out of 10 right now. He's street ball. He's like, okay, who yeah. has who has the favorable matchup? <laughs> Who's going to be open? All right, let's go. You know, it's 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 right. it's crazy to me. But I will say this about, about Dallas. I think with Dallas last year, I think over the past, you know, two decades, that was their issue of not knowing who they were. I think yeah. especially on defense, again, a team that made a hire, they brought in Dan Quinn, who I was with. He he brought an identity I would say to the defensive side. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. those guys just what they're doing, their energy, and you see it. They every time they pan to the coordinator after a big play, <laughs> you know, like okay, that dude's excited. Like what they what Sanford yep. did with Salah. Every time Sanford made a play, they go right to Robert Salah. If you watch the yep. Cowboys, every time the Cowboys make a play, they go right to Dan Quinn because he's standing in yep. the booth, damn near falling out the press box because he's so excited, and that's just his personality. He's also one of the most genuine people ever. Now, yep. right, I hear you offensively. You don't know but, what's going to happen. Which yeah, but I, I, yeah, I agree with you. D- the, the Dallas Cowboys are a defensive football team right now, mm-hmm. uh, but they, but they have so much money on offense. You think to yourself, okay, eventually it's going to click. But these guys, I, I know a couple of weeks ago, uh, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and Ceedee Lamb had only played like three games together, so they, they just haven't had the camaraderie there. But when you look on the defensive side, <laughs> Trevin Diggs, ten interceptions. I mean. Uh, at some point, a, a defensive guy has to be able to win the, the MVP again. 
because the defensive performances that we're seeing this year are just unbelievable. Especially but on that team. If I, yeah, but if I was you know, Michael, Michael Parsons, Trevin Diggs, I and mean, these guys are falling. If I had to pick a defense, yeah, I'd, I'd pick the Cowboys. But a collective team and the way that they mesh together right now, the Cowboys aren't that team. All right. Yeah, I think I think the one interesting thing about Green Bay, and I mean, I, I do think it's those two teams that you guys mentioned. Green Bay is still getting guys back, right? Like Jair Alexander is supposed to come back soon, too. So that's another guy you got to worry about on that sure. defense. And then you're looking at Tampa Bay on the flip side. They've already been in sports betting. We call it cluster injuries when you have a lot of injuries to one position unit and you saw yeah. that early in the year with the DBs. Now you're seeing it with the wide receivers, Godwin MCL. He's going to miss the rest of the regular season. Who knows what's going on with Antonio Brown, but I'm sure they want him right. back into the locker room. And then right. Mike Evans hurt now too. Whereas you look at green Bay and at this time of the year, I'm looking at teams that it's not the hottest team. It's, it's the, the healthiest team. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And right now that, you know, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, they might need to to bring me and Will in to play wide receiver uh, with what's going on. <laughs> receiver I, can, I can't get off the line right now. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, know, I know you played both ways at BC, so nah. I know you can still do it. Nah, see me in the red zone. That's it. I'm not. Yeah, the the, the goal line. I can't right now. I cannot get out like I could. That's so funny. <laughs> all right man so that's it for today's show because of the holidays we're doing one episode this week so lucky you rg3 uh so we're gonna take a break on making picks until the new year but we'll be back next week to recap week 16 um rg man thank you so much for joining the show man i really appreciate you taking the time i know you're super busy man um anything you want to plug tell the people also where can they find you online yeah, yeah. You guys can uh, find me online on, obviously, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at uh, RG3. One thing I want to say is today, uh, down in Coppers Cove, Texas, where, I was, uh, where I'm from and went to high school and all, all grade school, we did a, a Christmas to remember for 40 kids, uh, 28 families, gave them $200 each to go to Walmart uh, and buy all the gifts that they can possibly imagine. Uh, and that was a really special moment for us and impactful for us to do. Uh, so I want to say thank you to the Boys and Girls Club down there in Copperscope, Texas, for allowing that uh, and finding those families for us to be able to bless them. And then, well, man, I just want to say congrats uh, on this. The podcast has been awesome. I've been watching you. Uh, really happy for you. And I know that you've been one of my biggest supporters uh, when it comes to out the, the broadcast. Gate. Out the gate. And, you know, we were locker mates. And as we both talk about, you know, Guys who look like us and have been through the things that we've been through, we got to support each other and not just aimlessly, but genuinely. And I really appreciate that, man. The, the broadcast game has been a lot of fun, uh, more fun than I ever imagined it would be. And uh, I'm thankful to have your support, my guy. Appreciate it. And um, yeah, dude. Also, hey, y'all need to get those pre-sales for that book. <laughs> don't even don't try to leave without plugging the book. You need to plug the book. Listen, I, I just got to say, um, you know, with the book, sometimes the message that's delivered and the message that re that's received isn't always aligned. Uh, I'm not doing the book for money, not doing the book for fame. Uh, all the money's going to charity, doing it, giving it to a local food bank here in Orlando where we live. Um, but, you know, sometimes a story does have to be told and it has to be told in the right time. And there's a lot of vulnerability in that book uh, that, that I'm, you know, willing to share and looking forward to share in the future. Uh, just got to make sure the timing is right. Uh, we'll see when that time is. But uh, at the end of the day, 
Uh, I'm not trying to tear anybody down or take anybody down. Just trying to share the story of what I went through. Will, you know, you know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Stories, right some, with, stories are worth being told, yeah. man. You know, we, we yeah. um, especially, especially in that pro athlete life, like there's a lot, there's so much that's unknown, you know, yeah. and, and we get hired in this business because we, we are able to bring people into the locker room. Um, do you have a, a site we can plug for you that people can go to, or is it not up yet? No, uh, you're talking about for the book or yeah. just in general? No, yeah. no, not for the book. But, um, you know, one thing that 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 was uh, that was said about the book was it was like a tell all. And there's like a lot of negativity around right. uh, tell all books uh, that, that I obviously didn't know uh, going into this. But Simon Schuster has been great about making sure that 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 has been taken taken away because it's not a tell all book. It's just a it's just my story about what I went through in Washington and, and how I overcame that. And it's a story about overcoming, like we talked about, overcoming obstacles. Um, but you guys can go uh, check out my website, uh, rg3sports.com, uh, for anything and everything uh, that you want to know about what's going on with me and uh, in my career uh, on and off the field. Awesome, man. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Uh, once again, this is Upsets and Underdogs presented by WinBet. Do not forget to subscribe, those who are rating, review, and tell your friends. Follow me on all socials at Will Blackman. Nick, where can they find you? Nick Day is 10 on Twitter and Instagram. All right, catch you next time. Peace out.